Welcome to Syncifying Syncify. On the show, we find the best content on building your startup. We then sync up and explain our biggest lessons to you, the listener, and try to apply those learnings to our own startup, Syncify. We look at what we can do as a young startup, building the future of social audio, and give some insights into what really happens as you build an idea into an actual business. I'm Sam Harris, your host and the CEO of Syncify. This season, we are syncing up over the Y Combinator Startup School series of lectures, which are a really good resource for anyone trying to build a business or launch something. You can also join the Y Combinator Startup School for free yourself online if you're interested and enjoy the content. I'm delighted to be joined the entire season by my co-host Jack Hughes, who is both my best friend and business partner here at Syncify. So, kicking off the fifth podcast, fourth podcast, I've already forgotten. And we're working out what we're doing as, as we start. Good. Jack's singing. Sam is looking at notes. We're I'm referring of... to himself in the third person. Mm. Well, I think that's better. It makes it easier for people. I think we do have different voices, but it's so annoying when you listen to some podcasts and you have no clue which one's which. I find after a while, I'm like, I don't actually know who is who in this podcast at all. You not listen yeah. to some podcasts like that? I only listen to one where I know the hosts really well. And then I just assume the other person is there. Like I know who, I know that person is going to be there. But when it's co-hosted and you listen to it for a while and you're like I have no idea who's who and they'll get two guests on and you're not sure like I listened to the episode on Secret Leaders which has got like Chet from Ada Ventures and it had like another female VC and like they both said really good things but I couldn't ever remember who was saying what I kind of email her about it oh it's great that you said this like did she actually say that or was it someone else I don't actually know crap <laughs> as in when like the host said Chet please say this like I knew she was talking but otherwise it just sort of emerged a bit and... yeah no I get you mean for charity's sake Sam has a slightly different voice to I to Jack and from now whenever I start speaking I'll be like Jack says and then I'll talk mm. which is a good intro to this episode where we are doing this episode this podcast for our users to be listening to us and we're helping the clarification of what we're talking about so they actually know who we are which is a nice thing of course anyway on that ramble for the first five minutes we are talking about the episode by Eric Midkovsky called how to talk to users and the basic philosophy of Y Combinator and startup is that you have two things to do when, when you're first trying to find product market fit and that is writing code and talking to users so all you need to do is build products find out what's good and what's not good and make it better and he talks about there being three common errors that people usually make when talking to users so the first one is that they talk about their life rather than your idea so i think i needed some more description on this one do you have notes for this first part (laughs) i I have notes for it all because i'm a a seasoned professional you have the three common error note you talking about so we've already scooted we've already scooted past the the first bit are we onto the bit where we're talking about where they encounter problems or are we talking about the specifics in user lives or no so he, he talks about like the book called the mum test and the first point is that like people talk about their life rather than their idea so i think what you want to do is you want to talk to users about their life but commonly people just talk about their idea the whole time and you kind of just get like feedback oh is it good and people obviously agree with it as being good and you don't actually really know whereas if you talk to someone about like what their problems are you understand what they're trying to fix and where like heads at and you can actually sort of see if your idea is actually good so if they're like oh yeah i love this podcast app and you're like so do you listen to podcasts oh no what's what are the problems in your life well i really would like to share youtube with other people and you're like but why would like it doesn't matter if they think my idea is good 
okay, it doesn't really help. I haven't solved the problem for them. He says that we need to extract data that improves the product and marketing and positioning from users and talk about specifics in the user life problems and talk about their like journey path and to make sure that we listen and don't talk and ask questions like, tell me the last time you encountered this problem. Oh, okay. Am I just scooting it? Is that, are those all massive points? Yeah, you kind of just went through everything. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, so like there's a whole slide for the next one, which is talk specifics and not hypotheticals, which means that if you're like, oh, if I did this, would you use that? You, you kind of need to be a bit more kind of specific. Like, okay, what's exactly the problem with your life? Why is it annoying? And sort of deeper on all of the things that you're talking about. And like, so would it help if, if you had that? It's maybe not so good. So trying to, yeah, nail it down and not asking kind of closed questions where you sort of just hypothetically kind of let them lead them into something they can agree with. Kind of ask them to give you the specifics about how the problem embodies itself in their life rather than being like, oh, is it a problem because of X? They might just say yes, but they won't actually expand into all the other areas. So yes, that's on the specifics. Then the final ones, yeah, listen, don't talk. So try not to lead them and try to kind of open up for them to like spend as much time talking because if you don't know what's in their head, you know what's in your head. If you just constantly spend the whole time explaining to them what's so great about your idea and why they might like it, you don't really get that much feedback. So those were the common mistakes. And then they have five great questions that you should ask in every user interview. So the first is, what is the hardest part about doing this thing? And so you change the doing this thing to the kind of problem that you want to be solving and find out where all their challenges arise and what annoys them and what frustrates them. And you can kind of start seeing like maybe what time these things happen and where they are and what they're doing. Next one is, tell me about the last time you encountered that problem. So this helps go further into specifics of when exactly it happened and what they were doing. And then follow that up with, why was it so hard? So getting them to elaborate even further on how annoying it was. Then I try Trying to find out how they're solving it so you should ask them like what if anything have you done to try and solve the problem like are they actually so bothered that they're trying to do something or have they tried and then like given up because it was too difficult to solve because if, if it's something they actually care about they probably have been doing something so like with podcasts we do find some people really do try and share it on whatsapp a lot but they find it difficult or like start slack groups but then they don't take off them much because it's still awkward and things and then finally what don't you love about the solutions you've tried so yeah if they found ways to do things they can tell you why it didn't work and you might understand a bit more of the problems and how you you should do it better and you should basically be talking to users at all stages so when you first have the idea talk to users and like find out more about the general problems and stuff once you've got your first prototype out there you need to kind of find like your best first customers and so you want to talk to like maybe a few different areas of potential customers to see which ones it would be the easiest to get the first traction with and you might also want to think about who are the easiest customers to be talking to because perhaps your product could be perfect for like two different types of users but one is someone that you have like all of your friends of that type so you might want to just go with that and you also want to be talking to users whole time once you're launched and constantly iterating to find product market fit yeah i think it's important that we we right at the start you missed out a little bit how he talks about like there's two good founders maintain the bit about founders how good founders maintain a direct connection to their users and this is all founders and it's like we have two jobs to start up that's write code and talk to users we kind of went over that we missed out on a little bit and uh, it's important for me just to kind of go that yeah i guess i didn't say about the direct connection part i've mentioned like that's all you do is talk code is write code and talk to users but yeah basically want to have like as direct connection as possible as i was saying if you can be solving the problem of people that you're around all the time versus someone else even though like the problem works for the two different types of people like so we're saying our tool might be good for mental health and things but we're also saying that it's great for founders we are founders if we're going to be in an office around by founders we're going to like start the mvp built around founders because if i don't have time to be kind of applying to charities and sort of trying to find a way to talk to people that i'm not around them all the time and that way our feedback loop is much tighter and makes a lot more sense and we can understand these things better so so it does go a bit further into like specifics of what you're kind of who you might be talking to when you're trying to just find your first users. So at the idea stage, it's just like friends and co-workers. 
like just going to like industry events or just yeah, but just show up. So maybe it's a tool for firemen, but you just literally go and knock on the door of different fire stations, and they're probably actually not up sort of against talking to you. It could be nice for them to sort of see someone like interested in hearing about their you interested in you hearing about their problems. Then as you go further, the idea stage, you want to keep on talking to people and make sure you're taking lots of notes and trying to be sort of casual about it. So it's not the nicest thing to be sending people forms to fill in, especially not really long ones. So if you can't find a different way of talking to people, like you do use a form, but it's better to actually just show up and talk to them in face. <laughs> talk to them face to face. Talk to them in their face. <laughs> Boom. Right. And try and be careful with their time because of sure you'd love to talk to them for an hour about your amazing new product. But maybe they want to talk to for like five minutes just to be nice and yeah, not being too abusive, which is the nice thing is if you can have a much direct connection to like the people that you're hanging around with anyway, then you can kind of just naturally talk about it. So something to be mindful of. And then that should help you identify the best first customers. And once you get to prototype stage, you want to be more numerical and be sort of thinking about, okay, how much does the problem actually cost them? How frequent does it occur? How large might their budget be to be solving the problem? Start going through like the sort of the severity of the pain and what their return on interest would be for them and sort of the frequency. And you can start sort of thinking a bit more about where the problem would, well, where your solution would fit in and how you could do it to develop the prototype to market. But yeah, essentially you want to iterate on it and find ways that you can hopefully make money or sort of just keep on increasing the value of the product as you go towards product market fit by talking to people in open ways. And Superhuman was a cool email tool that did a really good job of just talking to people. And like the founder emails you first up straight away and it's always like, you can reply to me. And he'd sort of weekly ask people a very simple question about product market fit. Because we hear all these terms about once you've found product market fit, you'll know because of your product is just flying off the shelves so fast that you're just trying to build capacity to support it. But it doesn't help you as a metric get to it. So he used like a guiding star to get in that direction. And so he asked this question, how would you feel if you could no longer use the tool that you had superhuman? And the options were, I'd be very disappointed if I couldn't use it. I'd be a bit disappointed or I wouldn't really mind at all. It'd be fine if I didn't use it. And so basically you want to measure the percent of people who would be really sad if they could no longer use your product. And once you get that to 40%, that is the sign that you have product market fit. That is the number. 40% is the number. That is your North Star. So yeah, then you get to launch stage and try and work things out. It gets a bit harder because you get like a lot of people showing up for a bit and you can end up getting bad data and get a lot more people coming in with their thoughts and you end up having like a bit of a committee deciding what stuff is and it might be better to have a bit. Yeah, do not design by committee. Do not design by committee and make sure you shrug off those aesthetic compliments and fluff that people bring in when they want to just speak a little bit more than necessary. Yeah, yeah. People kind of have this need to kind of give an opinion even though they haven't got like a proper one. They just sort of say some stuff and you need to um, clarify what the real valuable data is coming back at you and, and cut. So those are the main main points that they have, really. There was a good question, I think, or was this in a different one where someone's like, what if I don't know how to uh, talk to users? Like, what if I can't like find them? And he's like, there's just no chance that this would ever happen. You just... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That was with Michael Siebel and that was about product, how to build a product or something like that. He's like, how do I find my users? He was like, well, you're solving someone's problem, right? So surely you must have users unless you're building a solution to a problem that's not even on the table. And that's what he was talking about, I think. Yeah, so running through, I think we've already started to do a pretty good job on a fair few things. We definitely could do better. I think when it comes to like us chatting, I think we are a little bit, we could be doing more. But I also think that one of the best things we can do is to really nail down who it is we want to talk to. Because although we've kind of got the Facebook group, which is growing, and we've got the signups, which is like a hygienic number now, there's no guarantee they're going to download the app because we're not in constant communication with them. We're not in a WhatsApp group with them. And also, a lot of the people who signed up don't use Slack, don't use Discord, don't really respond to emails or even 
in Facebook notifications. It's almost worthwhile. Like, why don't we just create? Why don't I just create a WhatsApp group? All these people in and be like, hey, do you just want to join a chat? I think we should definitely have a more like direct connection to our users by like having sort of group of okay who are going to be the most interested people to sort of talk and give us feedback and then this also goes into the point of having a more specific target audience because we were pretty general when we first started we're like well anyone that listens to podcasts would have benefits from like being able to see what other people have listened to and being able to share their experiences and this is going to be awesome and that's lovely and we do kind of believe in the long-term vision that everyone should sort of be syncifying themselves over not just podcasts but other things just to understand each other better would be huge but in the short term as we were already using it on ourselves like doing this podcast where we're syncifying with each other we found it's been that as a use case it's already been great for us maybe our first use case should be other founders kind of like us because of that's who we are so it's pretty easy for us to see when we're solving our problems or not and it's kind of who we spend a lot of our time with and friends so our connections are pretty strong there and then talking about it like for all our marketing it's pretty easy for us to talk about anything as a founder so even if i am talking about loneliness i can talk about it as a founder because i am a founder so it comes from the, the right point because if i'm trying to talk about loneliness and more like arbitrary bigger way it's a bit hard to sort of talk to stuff like alcoholic problems and then scrum learning because i'm not an alcoholic and i can't relate to that we've got to be careful when we talk about that kind of stuff though because it's very hard to when you're just designing it a play a podcast app that basically you share playlists and you can list together for then like so what is the problem that we are trying to solve because if we say we're trying to solve loneliness and encourage empathy but what we're doing is creating a podcasting app so do we talk about the problem do we ask them like tell me the last time that you were lonely or do we go tell me the last time you wanted to listen to a podcast with your friend or see what they were listening to see which which problem are we trying to solve and in which direction are we going to take it because that's going to really help frame how we talk to our users yeah yeah so i think by nailing it down to more founders it's more specific about what kind of problems they have directly so for us it was misunderstanding each other and, and wasting time in meetings trying to go forward in a direction but one of us having the information and spending the whole time trying to explain that information so instead of us of me trying to explain to Jack the value of like the podcast we listened to, we both sort of understood it and could explain it to each other. And like some bits we'd like, I'd maybe forgotten, but he sort of remember. And so together our collective conscious was actually in sync. And then we could just now talk about what we want to do with this information and how we're going to be talking to users from the same point of view, rather than me spending the whole time trying to explain to Jack why we should be talking to users in a certain way. And him being like, oh, but maybe I like talking to my friends in this way. And so it's just very useful on that side of things. So we figured it should be there for other fans and trying to sort of become more of like a time efficiency tool and just a better team uh, combination tool. And sure, maybe we can sort of talk about the values for like a remote team and these kind of things. Because that's something that we're also suffering with. And it's just, yeah, it seems like the most sensible strategy for us to take. Yeah, it is. But it's also like giving yourself the ammo to argue with other people's ideas as well, because you can't, someone's going into a way of thinking, like let's say we go into this with users and I disagreed with a load of stuff this guy had said. At least when I came to like talk to you about it to make a decision on things, I'd be like, well, I actually disagreed on this point because of X, Y, and Z. After your first, my first response to these kind of things is like, is to like not accept everything they say as verbatim. Although he, you know, Pebble is a really cool watch and he had a very, he had a hardware product and is very successful. Positioning his, what he says as verbatim isn't a good idea, but positioning yourself in a, a way to like reject that information means that when I talk to you about it, I'm already 
up to date with how with what we're going to talk about anyway and we don't have to explain it to me then disagree then make a decision because that's so fucking long there's no, absolutely no point to that but then that narrows down the question again then to like other people we want we other users we want to talk to like what if we had to say what is a specific solution that we are providing to founders is it's that that we are giving them the opportunity for their team to remain in sync with them idea wise flow wise media wise hobby wise all that kind of stuff right like to know a bit more about that person but yeah so now this now directly relates to what we've been learning in the episode in terms of instead of us going to founders and being like okay do you like this podcast app would you use this we're more like okay what's the hardest part of getting your team to understand you and like what's the hardest part about making decisions and that those are more the questions that we can be asking and understanding their problems and like how they arise rather than just fine grain what's the hardest part about sharing a podcast because of maybe they're not always trying to do it because they didn't even think about that we want to like step back a bit from like the actual tool and talk more about like their problems that we're solving and yeah yeah because we've been talking to people a bit more from like the podcast layer of like oh wouldn't you love a podcast tool that lets you sort of share with things with others and that's not like the perfect way to be getting feedback from things and so when i first did my user analysis i did kind of have a lot more questions around sort of people's life and stuff but now that we've been nailing it well nailing down on this sort of avenue we have been speaking more about like just specifically the functions of the tool rather than people's problems as much so yeah this has helped us shape a lot of our questions now that we're going to be talking to people more again especially with the beta releases coming up cool anything else we need to cover no i thought it was just really interesting about this like the frequency ability to fix severity of pain i think severity of pain is a really big one for us because you know is the problem that massive like is it that massive and if we have to kind of be like well the problem of loneliness is massive the problem of lonely thoughts is massive in terms of our vision but our mvp and the solution to founders is it a problem is it a problem they're really facing because if they are time shy and there is an expense to the time and we are saving that time like them having no time is a massive problem and that's what we're trying to fix so, but are we positioning ourselves to fix the problem that we're creating for them? Or is that generally an actual problem? You know, it's just cool to think about it in that way. And certainly on the severity of pains and some people feel loneliness really badly, but most people don't take proactive measures before they become lonely. It's not something you really think about. It's a problem. So it was like a harder one to actually sort of explain as a useful thing for people to be dealing with. And it has been quite interesting to think about these things. Nice. And I mean, we still haven't planned another thing is like kind of work out the values and would we actually end up becoming like a premium tool for founders because we can solve problems in such a good way because they maybe do have a budget for like headaches. Well, that's the thing. That's a definitely thing we need to concentrate because we say freemium. And I think on a very free level, people who really, really like podcasts if they just get to see what their friends and family are listening to and keep up to date with them, that's a free one. But building up something that we can serve to founders and to CEOs or whoever it may be, it's like, okay, well, what we could do is do like a bespoke thing where teams are like teams have a privately add their business, basically business accounts on Syncify. Like you have a business account on Syncify and you can create uh, triangles of hierarchy and prescribe things that they need to listen to, which the members of staff have to listen to in a week to keep on track with what they need to do. That's not a basic feature. That's like a bespoke feature feature that we'd need to allow other people to have. But, but of course, in order to do that, you'd have to teach people the value of podcasting and what information is going to be available to them and why they should start listening to them. Because lots of people don't listen to podcasts, as you pointed out. So it's an interesting kind of thing to discover, really. Basic functionality. Could, basic functionality could be enough for these people. They might not need a bespoke anything. Yeah, yeah, most people. That's sort of what freemium is. Like most, I mean, 95% of Dropbox users don't pay anything. It's like the 5% of their money, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I enjoy, I've been started using it as the Inner Surf. It's like a dating app, but not also like 
like not a, it is a dating app but it's like meant to be professionals so the only way you can see whoever likes you is if you either share it with a bunch of people or you immediately pay 20 pounds and i'm like but i haven't seen you haven't shown me any value because i can't see the value in this hinge is really good because it gives you like a free amount right if you want to indulge and go mad for it then you can but in a circle no function nothing yeah, yeah it just doesn't give you anything to work with like I, I can't see if it works you know yeah yeah as in tinder you kind of get that it's working a bit but you, you get and you also get like a bit of the free stuff so they'll give you like one free boost in the month and you get like sort of 20 times the amount of people looking at your profile for half an hour and then you're like oh by the way for like an extra 15 pounds you can get a boost a day and you're like shit maybe i will do that like, i haven't got time to waste freaking doing this i may as well just spend the 15 pounds and like actually get a bunch of people look at me it's more of the same isn't it it's a lot more of the same like a really strong usp right that you've built into your mvp that you flesh out to your original users if you can promise more of the same and just basically just like if you just want more of what you're already getting then that's a premium product but like, that's what you charge for just a lot more of stuff that you already enjoy like if you like sky tv but you want to start watching sky sports sky movies you just buy the extra things that go along with it but it's still sky it's just it's still tv yeah yeah well, well like tinder's in like the problem is that you find it hard to sort of meet people and you want to kind of just meet people from your comfort of your own home and have chats but you pay for more to get like twice as many people 20 times as many people look at you and connect with you etc and so isn't it's not as simple so if are we just going to block people if they have listened to more than five podcasts a month or are we going to like connect with like five other people on the app and then sort of they can pay to have more or it's kind of working out where the value adds are and perhaps it's more okay you can have a group but if you want to set up another group you maybe have to add a bit more or playlists it's going to be interesting or maybe it's just like we'll remove adverts who knows there's various options but that's why that you need to talk to users yeah yeah just like theoretically talking about it is just you never really know and it's best to assume that you don't have the best idea in your head and that's why you just have to have a constant connection with users because then if you ever just try and take too many big steps at once you don't really know what didn't work so in the same way if i'm writing code i can make one change and maybe it works maybe it doesn't and then i'll see if it works probably it didn't and then i kind of fix it and i'll get there but i can also make 10 changes at once but it never works and i don't know which thing didn't work if not all of them so if you try and sort of just build like the whole app you don't know which bit your customer doesn't like if maybe all of it you kind of need to do each bit by bit and grow to each otherwise you just you'll never actually understand you won't be able to ever isolate where your problems are coming from yeah we might the functionality and the features that we are allied to now and we like probably won't even make up we'll probably develop something that's just completely different that benefits a load of users like 18 months down the line which is far more important than than we thought of to begin with and it's just that's just generally the way it works at these kind of stages so we, we've got to be kind of disloyal to most things so the goal is connecting people make them less lonely then playlists and listening together it seems like a good fit but logically that makes sense right but we don't know that that is the way to use podcasts to connect people to be lonely. That's like our hypothesis, right? It's most likely true, but within the podcasting world and within Syncify, there might be something else. Syncify might be something completely different that we are told about whilst we talk to users in the second or third phase of the app, which is so interesting. So interesting. We're not biased to our own ideas and things, which is quite good. We're already willing to let go of a lot of stuff. As much as a human can think they're not biased, we think they're not biased. <laughs> sure we are in, in many ways, but that's not the point. I think we've covered how talk to users really and we could just end up for hours about things so we should probably finish the episode and let our users get on with their lives or listen to more of our journey how things go started okay finish strong i'd say good all right thanks for listening and join us next time when we talk about how to prioritize your time which is very useful and we hope we haven't just abused it right now and yes causing us lots of issues yeah yeah thanks for listening bye everyone bye